Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie, and we are going to continue our discussion about prayer and finances. So in a recent episode, we talked about investing in your prayer life, talking about, yeah, sometimes it is okay to buy yourself a $5 candle if that's going to help you feel motivated and inspired in your prayers. But we also want to talk about the deeper issues that come when we combine prayer and finances and that's praying through financial stress. So I'm really excited we get to dive into this today. Yeah, me too. I think this is really timely and just, yeah, needs to be talked about. So absolutely. I, I think it's going to help me. So Jamie, I think that our listeners need a discussion <laughs> about praying through financial stress. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's pretty much all of our episodes stem from conversations we've had, questions yes. we've had. I mean, mm-hmm. they're self-serving, but it's like, okay, well, we're the litmus test. If, if it's Absolutely. applicable to us, somebody else mm-hmm. wants to hear it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't think we've done it yet, but we absolutely have joked about and are totally open to the idea of like making our own coffee question <laughs> if we ever need to for our coffee break episodes. Usually oh, sure. Are- <laughs> That'd be so easy to do. They are legitimately from listeners, but one of these days, we have if been we get totally. little- <laughs> So today our coffee break episode is from a anonymous listener right. or- <laughs> who wants to know about <laughs> our listener, Janie Hansen That's right. wrote in. <laughs> Or how would you combine our names? Jelana. Jelana. <laughs> That's actually pretty. That is a pretty name. I like it. Jelana Harry. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are Jelana Harry. That'll be our combined pen name. Jelana Harry. All right. When you see that name out there, you'll know. You'll, you'll know, know who it is. is. <laughs> well, let's start with our, our prayer and verse of the day. All right, Lord, we just come together um, just asking for your blessing on this time. God, we just lift up all of our burdens, all of our questions, all of our um, just deepest needs of our hearts. And, and we just lift them up to you today and ask that you would provide help us to hear from you. Um, as we just talk about finances and just praying through um, financial needs and concerns, we pray that you would just help us to be real with ourselves, not to be afraid to be real with you about our struggles, even our struggles about trusting you in, in times when, when it's hard to trust, just help us to be open and authentic and transparent. And we pray that this conversation would just be glorifying to you and help us to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, our verse of the day is uh, from Matthew 6, 25 to 26. And it is, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And, you know, I mean, in looking at this, this was kind of the, this is kind of for me, the, the provision verse, you know, talking about Mm -hmm. the, you know, that God provides, but in a way it can feel hollow when you are in need and, or when Mm -hmm. you're looking at the great needs of the world and thinking, wow, so, okay, God, God feeds the birds of the air, but yet people starve. You know, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes birds that, of the air, starve. sometimes birds starve and yeah, yeah, or freeze to death or whatever. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it has a truth ingrained in it, which is God mm-hmm. provides 
God is always there for us, but there's this other reality that kind of, I think makes us feel guilty when we read stuff like this, because the reality is sometimes we do really struggle and, and sometimes it's scary and reading this verse, we're not just like, okay, I'm not going to worry. Cause I know I'll be exactly. just fine because yeah. sometimes people aren't fine in the, yeah. in this life, in this fallen Agreed. world. Yeah. So we have to just put that out there and, and that it is sure. okay to struggle. It's okay to be afraid because mm-hmm. when you have faith in God and who he is, um, it absolutely gives us that confidence that, okay, God is there. God can provide for us when we need it. But, Mm -hmm. um, but the reality of knowing that sometimes those things don't pan out here on earth, like it, it leaves room for, for struggle. So don't be ashamed or feel guilty for struggling and not having, not being able to muster up enough faith. Mm -hmm. Well, and also absolutely. And there's also the sense of Okay, so so let's say that your concern is groceries are getting so expensive. I don't know how I'm going to keep feeding my family. Um, and so you tell yourself this verse and you recognize, okay, God is promising to provide for me. And there's also this sense of, well, if God is promising that my family will not starve, then why are 50% of the world's children malnourished, right? Like there, there does become this, okay, we've got this beautiful, what's meant to be very comforting promise in scripture. Does that mean that every single person alive today is experiencing this provision? And it doesn't. And that's, that's really, really, it is something to wrestle with. Um, One of the hardest books, no, the hardest book I ever read, it's called Under the Same Sky by a North Korean named Joseph Kim. Um, it's a memoir about a boy who grew up during the North Korean famine in the mid 90s. And Jamie, you'll recognize it's what I used for kind of my source material writing the book Flower Swallow, which is about a boy who lives through famine and, and things like that. And just seeing the, um, what was so hard for me, it was hard because he was a little boy. And at the time I read it, my kids were about his age. It was also hard because it showed more so than anything I've ever read. What happens to people when they literally do not have enough food? Like Mm -hmm. there were stories of, of children stealing from their mom or moms Mm -hmm. selling their kids. And like, these aren't bad, horrible people. It just, it shows that like, when you get deprived of enough, (laughs) you'll do almost anything, you know, kind of like two drowning people. One's going to try to drown the other. If they think that that means that they're going to get a, a, a gasp of oxygen and like, we can't blame the body's response for acting like that. It was a horrible, horrible book, um, but it's under the same sky. If anyone wants to read it, if you want to read the happier <laughs> version, you can grab my book, Flower Swallow. Um, but, you know, it is, it, it, what got to me kind of was, okay, so God's promising to provide for everybody. He provides for the birds. But like we said, sometimes the birds starve, sometimes children starve, sometimes massive famines hit. And sometimes it doesn't have to be even that extreme. Sometimes we're living in times like today where there's really significant inflation and it, it kind of turns into, okay, well, so now what, (laughs) right? Like if, if your grocery bill has increased by 25% and one of the working adults in the family gets laid off. How are you going to, how are you going to be okay from that? (laughs) Right. And so uh, what we don't want to offer to our listeners is a blanket. We'll pray and it'll be fine. Um, We also don't want to sit and wallow in the sense of, yeah, there's never going to be enough and we're all doomed, (laughs) but basically we want to, yeah, we want to dive into some of these some of these kind of harder topics. If God promises to provide them, why are some people hungry? Right. And so, you know, as I read, if you read this Matthew six in its entirety, it's a lot of instructions on a lot of different things, but the take home of this section is about worry and -hmm. where your focus is. Um, you know, Jesus says, uh, that you should not worry about those things necessarily seek first God's kingdom and righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think it's, it's kind of talking about the worry itself is when your focus is on those things and not on God's kingdom Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, following him first. Mm -hmm. I think it's about worrying about those things in as an idol, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. in place of seeking God, you know, seeking because it comes right on the heels of seeking, you know, treasures in heaven and not Mm -hmm. seeking treasures on earth, not storing up in barns at the expense of remembering where your provision comes from in the first place. Right. Um, So that's how I read it in its entirety. I, Mm -hmm. I don't take it as a promise that when you believe in God, you will always be full and happy. Um, And that you, you know, because we see evidence of missionaries that have starved that there are people that have, you know, that, that well, are and even Paul, children. you know, I've learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry. Exactly. I think that's the promise. Yeah, it is, is. That is you know, the promise. Yeah. It, the promise isn't you won't be hungry. The promise is God is going to sustain you through. I believe that there is yes. a, a physical promise here. I believe that a Christian can take comfort in the belief. Okay. Chances of me and my family starving to death, itty, 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 bitty. Even if we got to a massive famine, like in that book I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it mean that a Christian's never going to die of malnourishment? No, I I don't believe that either. But I do believe that there are promises for physical and practical provision here. Um, One thing, so I used to look at this verse and I used to think that it meant that you were sinful if you were a saver. Like, you know, think right. about all the people who stocked up during the pandemic. They wanted to mm-hmm. stock up on certain goods because they weren't right. sure if they were going to run out. I used to look at this verse. It's like way decades ago. And I, it, okay. So it says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns. I thought that what that meant was that we shouldn't sow and reap and store away in barns, <laughs> but there are so many verses in the Bible that talk about the importance of working for your living. Yeah. And, and the wise, the, there's, there's a verse yeah. in Proverbs that I just found, you know, the wise store up choice food and exactly. olive oil, the fool's or, gulp there's down. Exactly. Think about what Joseph did to save an entire, several nations of people during a famine is he stored away in barns. So right. um, I think that's another good thing. I think that uh, for anybody who might struggle the way I used to and say, oh, well, if you put money into savings or if you, you know, fill up your pantry, that it means you don't trust God. I believe that you can be sinful in that if you're trusting just in your stores or just in your savings account Mm -hmm. and you've missed a point because something could happen tomorrow and what's in your pantry is gone and what's in the bank is gone and you're never going to see it. So I don't think that we should put our hope and our faith in those things, but I, I think, yeah, wisdom and prudence, if you have the ability to save up a little, it makes sense. Um, but, oh, we forgot our just for fun. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Oh, we are. So I think this is actually going to be fun. Let's start by talking about just times in our lives that we have seen God's provision. Um, and if we need to, we can make, you know, we can stretch this out into multiple parts because I'm sure you and I both have lots of stories about that. Yeah. I think one of the things I can think of is when, um, my husband's company was downsized when we lived in Virginia and he lost his job and ended up for, I don't remember how long, but he wasn't working and he was the primary, I had a job too, but I was making significantly less than him. Mm -hmm. And so we were having a really hard time and, it was, um, just the day to day. Like I, I referenced in our last episode that we talked about praying for meat to be on sale or praying mm-hmm. for something. And I just, I cannot tell you how many times I was so grateful just walking into the grocery yeah. store and being like, Oh, what I needed, what I wanted, like, mm-hmm. this is on sale. This is yeah. on sale. Um, this is coming together, someone bringing me something like, you know, venison, like, Hey, yeah, we went Mm -hmm. hunting and here's some venison and to put in the freezer and thinking you have no idea, you know, how, Mm -hmm. how much this means, those kinds of things. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. Just in the right timing. And I can just think that that particular time in our lives was one of the most financially stressful that we've been Mm -hmm. through. And that Mm -hmm. was, um, that was 
where I saw God working in crazy ways, just every, every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were there when the kids were real little, I wasn't working and Scott was doing ministry type jobs and we didn't have credit cards. So I remember like standing in line watching the number, like growing at the cash register. And again, you're praying like, please help us be enough. Cause it's super embarrassing, but sometimes yes, we had to, to do it. it. It gets to that, you know, like, so I got really good at learning what, okay, the milk and the eggs, they have to go on the conveyor belt first yeah. <laughs> and the toothpaste or, you know, like the, I don't know, underwear for mom <laughs> that goes in last, because mm-hmm. if there's Once you get to what's in the bank and you can't go over that, you have to ask them to put it back. And I know they're used to it, but that certainly doesn't take away the shame that you feel when you have to be like, sorry, like I, I got these things in my cart and I can't afford them. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's prayer that goes (laughs) into that too. It's praying while they're ringing it up, please let there be enough, please let there be enough. Or, you know, they run the card through and maybe you don't remember exactly what's in the bank and you're just praying like, please go through, please go through. Um, Those are hard places, but yeah, we saw, we saw a lot of God's provision there too. Once while we were in that circumstance, my husband lost his job and took a couple of weeks to find a new one. And we couldn't really like go out and buy groceries. So we, we basically had to just kind of make use of what was in the house, but the, um, guy from church and he just did this sometimes for fun. I don't think it was like a charitable thing, but he owned a couple McDonald's around town. And every so often he would just give us a couple, you know, punch cards. And so like that became lunches for me and the kids, you know, sometimes is going and using that. Um, trying to think of any other, there were some neat experiences, when I was a teenager learning to trust God Mm -hmm. with my money um, and just kind of ways where God would show me how if I put him first and was generous with what I had, he always brought back what I needed. Right. And some people abuse that some people like, so therefore, you know, like Jamie and I aren't going to stand here and be like, so God's going to bless you when you give. So therefore write a check to prayingchristianwomen.com, you know, so that God (laughs) can make you rich. Um, you know, that's not what we're saying, but you know, the times when we couldn't, we didn't feel like we could afford our tithe or the times that we didn't feel like we could afford this extra gift that we felt God was nudging us to give. Every time he responded in obedience, we did see God's provision. We had a couple years where on paper, our budget didn't make sense. Our budget didn't look like we should, it looks like we should be like short hundreds of dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And somehow it wasn't like somehow it just worked. And we kind of got to where like, we stopped questioning. We had a couple months like, wow, how did this happen? And we didn't know, but it, it worked. Yeah. And I, I think it is those times that, I mean, it sounds, I don't know, it's, it sounds trite or overdone, but it is those times when you come to the end of yourself Mm -hmm. that remind you, it's not that those are the only times that you rely on God. I mean, Mm -hmm. whether there's a paycheck coming and your budget looks right right on paper or not every day, we're dependent on him. But it is those times that just remind us we're just one paycheck away or we're just, (laughs) yeah, whatever it is away from, you know, you could, there's one tragic event away or whatever Mm -hmm. medical thing or yeah. So like there, there are definitely reminders of our provision on God. Um, mm-hmm. We were listening to the Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack with the kids a couple of weeks ago. And, and if I were a rich man, I love, there's a little prologue and he's praying and he says, dear God, I know it's no um, dishonor or I know there's no shame in being poor but it's no great honor either. (laughs) I just love that. And like, I love his way of looking at it because some Christians do attach too much to whether you're rich or poor and Mm -hmm. and both extremes are very damaging. Some Christians will say that if, if you're walking with God, then you're going to always have, you're always going to be in the top 2% of earners. And he's always going to give you the raises and the nice cars and no, that's not promised. But then there's another extreme 
that says, well, if you're a good Christian, then you're never going to want to be comfortable because if you're comfortable, then you're complacent. And so I, I'd like to have you in Fiddler's way of just looking at it. He's like, yeah, it's no, it's no shame to be poor. No great honor either. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and looking at this scripture, I just feel like it, it talks, you know, the, the whole of Matthew six, if you read through all of it, just focusing on, you know, um, when our focus is on God and seeking his kingdom for the sake of his kingdom, then we do have that secret that Paul had the secret of being content in all circumstances, Mm -hmm. whether rich or poor and good or bad health. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that we can learn that sometimes we think, well, I have to be financially struggling to learn that lesson. Well, we don't, Mm -mm. we can, we can, wherever you are right now, you can, you can, you know, maybe the title of this should be not just praying through financial stress, but just surrendering your finances to God. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. No matter what, where yes. you are in your finances, because mm-hmm. we can feel that provision and recognize that provision, no matter where we are financially, yes. if we're seeking his kingdom first. And I think, yeah. you know, so what do you think are some practical steps just to, and let's go back to if you are feeling the crunch, what do you think are some practical like prayer points yeah. or steps that we can take in? I feel like that? gratitude is such a good antidote to worry yeah. and to, especially to worry about not having enough. It's when you make a conscious effort to thank God for what you do have. So, you know, we've talked before about prayer triggers, which is where you basically, you take something that you already do habitually and you train yourself to attach a prayer to it as a way to just be connected to God, you know, throughout the day. I think an amazing prayer trigger just to not take things for granted, but also specifically to help address this is every time you open the pantry, every time you open the fridge, every time you open your bank account app, you train yourself that your very initial thought is thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I open the pantry and there is half a package of, you know, I don't know, like something that you can't even half a package of mayonnaise and that's all I've got. Or I open up the fridge and it's like Thanksgiving week and it's like I can barely close it because there's so much in there. If you mm-hmm. train yourself every time. So again, yeah, I would say pantry, fridge and bank account. Every time you open those up, if you train your very first reaction to be thank you, God, like it hasn't happened in a long time, but I accidentally overdrafted because like one transfer was supposed to come out of bank account A, but it got taken out of bank account B and I just hadn't made that connection in my yeah. head. So until I got that taken care of, I had a couple days where when I opened up my bank account, I saw a big negative balance. Oh, and I've so instead, too, yeah. and it's like this re- visceral reaction, It is, even if you know that it's not real. Yeah. But if you've trained yourself that every time you open your app, the the first response is thank you, God, then it basically turned into, oh, thank you, God, that this is getting taken care of. Because I knew like I had already made a transfer and it was going to happen. So it can even be you open up the fridge, there's nothing there. And what is in there is bad because your electricity got shut off because you couldn't make your bill and mm-hmm. you train yourself Thank you, God, because I know that this is going to get better. Thank you, God. And and if you can't say that with integrity because you truly don't feel it, train yourself to thank you for something totally different. (laughs) Be like, God, this really, really stinks that there's no food, but thank you that I get water, right? Mm -hmm. Or thank you that we have a house, right? So if you can't thank him for the poor circumstances you're in, (laughs) at least find something else to thank him for. And honestly, I feel like that does like the majority of the heavy lifting is if you can just train yourself to infuse your day in gratitude, kind of like what Paul says, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, you sit down in the car and your tank has a 10th of a gallon left or your tank is totally full. You train yourself to thank God for that. That can be, that can go so far in counteracting the concern because what you're doing is you're training your brain to pay attention for every time God does take care of you. And then it does become a tiny, tiny bit ridiculous to worry that he won't keep on doing that. Oh, that's so good. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. 
let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to faithful counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using faithful counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I love that about training. And it's the same with praise and focusing on the mm -hmm. attributes of God. Because whether or not you can find anything to be thankful for, which we mm -hmm. all can, mm -hmm. um, God is always the same. And so exactly. training yourself to focus on his attributes, because I think where Satan gets a foothold mm -hmm. is twisting his attributes or yes. lying outright yeah. about who he is or isn't or right. what he can and can't and will and won't do. God is good when my fridge is full. God is mad at me when my fridge is empty. And yes. instead, like, I love that the training can be, you open up the cupboard and there's literally nothing there. That's a scary feeling, mm -hmm. right? Especially if you're taking care of a family and they're reliant on you. So the question can be, how would I praise God if this was overflowing? And then remind yourself, He's, he's the same, same God, oh, right? That's good. And yeah. so you can still praise him. What is it? I think it's, it's in one of the minor prophets. It's maybe Hosea or Habakkuk, but it's, it's this beautiful verse. It's just like, even though, um, and the, the country's going through a famine when it's written. So I'm going to have to paraphrase, but it's like, even though there are no grapes on the vine, even though there's no fruit on the trees, even though there's no crops in the field, I will praise you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's huge to, to get to that point. Um, and mm. I believe that again, we can, we don't have to live through a famine to get to that. We don't have to be um, so well off that we never worry about where our next meal is coming from. Like we can experience that gratitude and peace regardless of our circumstances. And I think a key is like what we talked about is that God hasn't changed, right? So maybe five years ago, he took care of you and he did this, this, and this. And he like, you were living in a season where it just felt like every day you were waking up to new miracles and blessings. And now maybe it feels like all of that has changed. Maybe your circumstances have changed, but God hasn't. Yeah. Well, another thing that you can do is just ask God for eyes to see him at work or yes. just for glimpses of his hand moving in your situation, mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you've lost your job and it just looks bleak. You have no prospects yeah. or hope just, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you would think, okay, I've been praying for X amount of time for a job and there's no job, mm -hmm. but just pray, God, help me to see how you're working in this. Maybe you meet a new person and maybe that gives you yeah. hope that, you know what, here's a connection. Maybe mm -hmm. God is using this. And I think that's where it gets dangerous to try and like over imagine what God is doing sometimes in a situation mm -hmm. like, okay, well he's doing this. So this and this, and this will happen. <laughs> and then you have in your head that this is the end result right, that's going right. to happen, but mm -hmm. it cannot hurt to use your imagination to think maybe Maybe mm -hmm. God is, you know what? I met that new person today at the grocery store and mm -hmm. they, you know, know someone in whatever industry. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, you can just use your imagination and think, okay, there, God is always at work. Every, everything mm -hmm. in my life that's happening, God is behind it. He promises to be at work in all things for those that love him and yeah. who are called according to his purpose. So 
you know, just ask God for glimpses of micro movements, even if you mm -hmm. can't see big movements, even yep. if you can't see the big final answers to prayer that you want mm -hmm. to see, mm -hmm. see the little things. And I think he will start to open your eyes to those things. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I think that there's a message in that for people who aren't going through financial hardships mm -hmm. as well. So kind of like what we talked about, if you're in the midst of a hardship, you can look back to times when God did come through for you and remind yourself that he's the same. And you can ask yourself, okay, how would I praise God if my circumstances were totally different and still praise him? Cause he hasn't changed. It could be the same. So for those of you who are listening, who like life is going just fine right now, mm -hmm. um, again, focus on cultivating that gratitude. Don't feel guilty that things are going fine for you. Just recognize that this is an opportunity where God has blessed you so that you can bless others and you can be generous. Um, but then you could also ask yourself, okay, what, um, you know how this always happens to me. Like, even if I get a little cold, I tell myself like, what, what would I have done if I knew this cold was coming? I would have been so thankful for the week that I had leading up to this, where I wasn't feeling crummy. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's kind of the sense of, okay, like what if your financial situation gets worse off? What would you wish that you had done right now? We talked about this a lot, you and I, Jamie, in our pandemic conversations. It yes. was once this is over, <laughs> which is so cute that we thought that it was going to like have an end date. Right? There was a sense of like, once this is over, how would we, how, how do we want to have responded to this? Yeah. And so we can, we can almost look, okay, so let's say right now, Jobs feel secure. Finances feel fine. There's not really a shortage. Um, but we can always recognize, not in this like scary, terrified way, but just in a way of not taking things for granted. You could recognize, yeah, that might all get taken from you tomorrow or next week. If that happened, what would you wish you would have done today? And my guess is it would have been less about, oh, I wish I would have saved more. Or, you know, like, I wish I wouldn't have gone out to eat. You know, I wish I would have cooked at home. I think it would be more of, I just wish I could have appreciated what I had more. Mm, that is so I think good. that that's, yeah, a good mm -hmm. reminder. That, like, be so thankful no matter where you are right now. Yes. I love that perspective and that exercise because mm -hmm. I do that sometimes with different things. Like, I'll do that with, um, you know, the kids and I'll think, you know, once, once mm -hmm. they're gone, you know, once yeah. the kids are out of the house, mm -hmm. what will I have wished that I had yeah. done with them? Or, you know, exactly. the things, if something irritates me about them or about uh -huh. having kids around and having to do stuff and I'll uh -huh. be like, you know what I, if I was in the future, I've probably watched too many movies because they're all the movies about, you know, the time travel the person that comes back. back. And yeah. <laughs> and so I think, you know, if I, my future self were able to be mm -hmm. right here in this moment, uh, I wouldn't be bugged by the shrieking. I wouldn't be bugged. Right. About the uh, I would just want to just be with my people, you know? And so, yeah. you know, think about, I love that perspective in terms of when you're feeling well, because I, we always, I think that if we can cultivate thankfulness, gratitude, seeing God work in our mm -hmm. lives when things are good, then yes. when it's hard, it gets harder to do that. But if you've already kind of built up those habits and you've, yep. you know, kind of like, you know, prepared yourself and trained mm -hmm. your brain to think that way and your spirit to, to go toward God, mm -hmm. it makes it, it's like preparation. It's almost like storing up grain in the storehouse for the, for the yeah. famine. So it I really like is. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I would also say, just be, be gracious and gentle with yourself. I think that sometimes like if you've been living where things were okay and then they get really, really bad, there can be a sense of like beating yourself up. Like, Oh, if I had known this would happen, I wouldn't have, you know, bought that fancy gift for my dad, or I wouldn't have gone on this girl's weekend. You didn't know, and you can't, can't have changed what you did in the past anyway. So I would mm -hmm. say, yeah, just be, be thankful for the experiences you did get to have before things went bad. Like I think about, um, so I think about as a novelist, I get really, really dramatic. So I think about like, what if I got thrown into something similar to a concentration camp? Would it be worse having had so many happy memories just with my family and us being happy and comfortable and and relatively healthy and taken care of like did that make it harder because it feels like you know you you fell so much like mm -hmm. if we had been 
struggling our entire lives and then got sent to prison, would that be an easier transition? And like, so again, my brain is just so bizarre and how dramatic it gets. But, but what I think of is like those memories, they don't have to, to be a torment. Like I think some people could make it a torment. They could be like, oh, well, if you had only known how bad it was going to get, you know, but I feel like those memories can be a blessing. Kind of like what we talked about. If you've had a full fridge and now you have a totally empty fridge, remembering what it felt like to be thankful for a full fridge is almost like muscle memory for your spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, okay, I know that God did this for me in the past. That means that he's still the same God. That means he could do it for me again. Doesn't mean he's going to not necessarily. doesn't mean that tomorrow your fridge is going to be full, not necessarily, but there's a sense of having experienced God's blessing and provision once it makes it easier for us to imagine that blessing and provision in the future. Yeah, that's true. And I think there's also an element of, I think one other tip that is just to, to keep your eyes forward, not in terms of not looking back on those times, Mm -hmm. but just in general, when you're going through the hard times to just keep looking forward and not, I have a real tendency. I had a moment yesterday where like more than a moment where there were just things that just kept piling up, just regret and, Mm -hmm. and kind of like, not about finances, but about something completely different. And I just thought, oh, just regret. I should have done this. Right. Boy, I really, I did a bad job then. That's that's mm-hmm. really not good. And I just kept thinking about that instead of taking it as, you know what, right now, this moment in time, this is this is the, you know, the cliche. This is the first day of the rest of my life. But to look, <laughs> to look ahead, you know, and, yeah. and even Paul says straining for what's ahead, you know, not yeah, looking behind, forgetting what's behind. Yeah. But forgetting what's behind, just from this moment forward, looking forward and thinking, okay, what are some things that are in my control. What is one step that I can do that's in my Mm -hmm. control right now? Mm -hmm. And whatever that is, I can look in the pantry for what we have right now. I'm not going to look for what we don't have or what we had yesterday or last night. Right. Exactly. What do we have? What What can I do with what I got? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, can I Mm -hmm. look for, you know, look for a job and and fill out a job application, whatever it Mm -hmm. is that one thing in your control. Mm -hmm. And then the things that aren't in your control, make a list of those two and take them to God, you know, yeah. and, and just turn those anxieties, those um, uncertainties into prayers and, and lay it at yeah. God's feet for him to do his creative work, his yes. work and, mm-hmm. and to use that power that we don't have and that mm-hmm. control that we don't have and place it in his hands. And just yeah. But, yeah. Well, and I love that God's not bounds by like physics and logic and time, you know, like there have been times where I, I truly believe God's just invented time for me out of nothing. (laughs) I believe that he's made money magically like stretch in a way that it doesn't make sense for it to have done so. And so again, like if you're the kind of person who's like, show me the numbers, show me that, you know, let's say your expenses are here, (laughs) but your income is here. And it's just, it's not lining up. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, God's also gifted us with common sense and practical people who might help you through some of these. But again, he is also like he's he's different than that. So I'm thinking especially of someone who's looking at the budgets like there literally is no room to tithe here. There literally is like I'm already hundreds of dollars under where I need to be just to pay my bills, um, not to mention put gas in the car or things like that. I'm not saying that you get so irresponsible that you just give it all away. And sometimes I think God calls people to that kind of extreme generosity. So, you know, be, be ready for that. I don't think he calls us all to that, but again, there is this sense of sometimes he's going to create money out of nowhere. Um, a, a way I like to look at it is I'm trying to think of how to put this. Like you can have, let's say that there's an average for a family of your size. Let's say that there's an average earning income where if you make that much, you're, you know, you're considered exactly like 50% average, like definition of middle-class for a family of your size, maybe living in your area. One family might be making that money and never feel like they have anything and never get ahead. And they have this crippling debt and this crippling anxiety Um, another family can make that same amount of money and feel like 
the richest 2%, right? And so some of it really has to do with more of your mindset as well. This is something that we try to teach the kids a lot. Is it like being wealthy or being poor isn't about how much money you have in the bank or how much money you're bringing in. It's, it's all about your mindset, right? Like somebody, I'm just pulling numbers out of nowhere, but like a single person with itty, itty, bitty, 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 bitty expenses, maybe can live on 15,000 a year and not feel poor at all. Whereas like a family in a high cost of living area could be making $150,000 a year, which on paper looks like a lot, but it barely, like they might be overdrawn every single month because it's not enough. And so what that definition of what, what is enough, right? That is a huge part of it as well. It reminds me of the Count of Monte Cristo. And mm-hmm. I can remember the movie quote better than I can remember the book. Okay. Quote, but like Edmund Dantes, you know, he's got this girlfriend, Mercedes, that um, his friend who turns into his enemy mm-hmm. likes her and tries to steal her away. And when he's mm-hmm. talking to her, He's like, you know, come away with me. Don't waste your time with Edmund. And she's like, I'll never be with you because I'll just be like another trinket. That's, you know, a shiny new thing. And then you'll get tired of me. And she recalls Mm -hmm. this time when she said, you were so angry with Edmund one Christmas when we were kids, because you had gotten a horse and he got a whistle and, and it, it just, it burned you so much that he was happier with his whistle than Mm -hmm. you were with your horse. And that's like, I mean, does that, you know, it just, it shows contentment Mm -hmm. is a state of mind and not not necessarily based on just like Paul says. Oh, for sure. I've got one more story, like a little parable that Mm -hmm. shows a similar. So there's these two friends who grew up together and uh, one of them works for the King and he works really, really hard and is very well compensated. And the other is just like a very, very simple farmer who eats rice and beans every day. So the rich friend says to the poor friend, you know, if you worked for the king, you wouldn't have to eat rice and beans every day. And then the poor friend says, well, if you learned to enjoy rice and beans, you wouldn't have to work for the king. You know, so, oh, that's so good. Again, like there's so much of, of it that does come down to our perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to note, like we've, we've drilled it into our kid's head, just the difference between absolute poverty and relative poverty. Right. Mm -hmm. So like absolute means you don't have what you need to live. Mm -hmm. Relative poverty just means you don't have as much as the people around you. And honestly, who cares? Like the more you stop worrying about comparing yourself to others, you're going to be so much better off. We had a a really good conversation with our kids just a couple of days ago about this, how so many people are buying things and spending their money on stupid things just to impress others. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, in a way, I don't want to get like on a high soapbox, but we almost have an entire generation who went to college just for that reason. Just and now to go to like, college. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to college to go to college. And now they're, you know, still in debt decades later. And, and it's hard. And so I love the rice and beans story. It's one that my kids make fun of me for overtelling them. <laughs> but it really makes sense. It's like if you can be content with less and you don't have to invest as much, you don't have to be as stressed out. And yeah. So, um, no, I think that's a good place to wrap up. I would say if I had any last words, it's just to remember that, you know, God's taking care of you today. If you're listening to this, that means you're alive, which means that God has taken care of you for however many minutes you've been alive on this earth. There's no reason that he's going to stop now. Yes. All righty. Anything else? Yeah, no. And I think maybe, maybe we can close with just a prayer for anyone right now who's, and then, and then our blessing and benediction. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. You opened us. I'll go ahead and pray to close us. Mm -hmm. God, we are so thankful that you do own the cattle on a thousand hills. Everything on this earth is yours and you have given us so many blessings and gifts to enjoy. Um, including the ability to be thankful and content and at peace, whether we're well-fed or hungry, whether we're living in plenty or in want. You've been with me and my family when we've been poor. You've been with me and my family when things have been fine. You've been with me and my family when things feel like they might be fine, but we're scared it's going to get worse. And I just know that you are going to continue to be with us. You're going to continue to be with our listeners. You're going to take care of Jamie and her family. You're going to take care of me and my family. You're going to take care of our country and our world. And we just thank you for the rich blessings that you have given us and just how amazing it is that 
we live on a planet that can produce enough food to feed so many billions of people. And we pray for those who are without food or shelter or clean water today. I just pray that you would keep on doing what you do by spreading your gifts across this globe. Um, And we pray for people who are concerned about finances right now, um, that you would just bring a sense of peace and encouragement and just remind us to be so thankful for what you have given us and allow that to take up the majority of our thoughts and not concerns about whether you're going to keep on providing for us in the future. We do pray for our kids and for the future generations. We just pray that things would get better and better and better and that they would be so thankful and so grateful and that you would use um, future generations to be a blessing to others, to a blessing to this planet um, and to really just spread your love and provision across the globe. Amen. Amen. And if you're looking for uh, just encouragement, a way to direct your focus toward God and off of your feelings and fears, we've got a um, scripture journal. You can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal and get a free 30 day scripture journal from us to you. Yeah. One more thing I just want to add. I feel like it's um, a lot of people feel really guilty for worrying about money, especially when they look at verses that say, do not worry. Mm-hmm. Um, to a degree, those kinds of worries are just part of living in this world, you know? So I, I don't want people to beat themselves up and to say, oh, just because, you know, once or twice a day, I'm like, uh oh, like things are getting expensive. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel, <laughs> this, this feels scary to me. I don't see that as the kind of worry that God commands us against. You know, I see it kind of, um, kind of the same between like, Noticing that somebody is attractive doesn't mean you're lusting after them, right? Like it's just a thought. And then you have the choice of what to do with that thought. And so I just want to be gentle with all of us because we are like at this period of history, you'd be weird to not be at least somewhat worried about finances, Mm -hmm. right? And not many of us achieve that level of detachment from the quote real world to be able to do that perfectly. So I just, I I want people to know you're not alone. This isn't something you need to feel guilty or shamed about. I think there is, especially in American culture, this sense of, you know, we always want to present it like we've got it all together. And Mm -hmm. there is kind of this pressure to keep up with everybody. It's okay to admit to your friends or to your Bible study or to your, you know, your family members, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Um, I just feel like that could, that can also help just admitting that you are worried is a lot better than trying to stuff that worry down and to pretend like you're not. Yeah. And one other kind of just an addition to some of the other tips that we gave you is when you do, if you can, you know, the Bible says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So if you catch that worry and that thought fleeting through your mind, just kind of try to train yourself to, to take that thought and take it to God, whether just say a, a five second prayer, God, please be with me in these finances or God, please provide for mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. for my family. Um, just to not just let it rattle around and, and ruminate Mm-hmm. in your mind unchecked and going into the what ifs. That's, that's when I personally, I tend to worry. I tend to be a worrier. And when I allow that first thought that, you know, the first glimpse of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Things could be, aren't, aren't as good as they should be. When I let that ruminate without pouring it out to God and without inviting mm-hmm. him in and like inviting mm-hmm. the Holy spirit's truth in that's when it can kind of spiral out of control. So to try to maybe practice Mm -hmm. nipping those thoughts in the bud. And when they do come being honest about it and just saying, you know, either to a Mm -hmm. person or to, or, you know, that, yeah, this is a struggle. Well, there's the nipping in the bud and I'm actually doing something that some people would consider the exact opposite. Like what I've been doing is I'm like, God, here's this worry. Let's just sit with it together. As opposed mm-hmm. to, I think previously I'd be like, God, I feel this worry. So take it away from me. Cause I don't want to feel it anymore. And now it's been more of, okay, God, there's this worry here. Let's come with me, come sit with me. You know, it's sort of like, um, there's two ways to look at grief. There's the way of, get over it. So you stop feeling sad, (laughs) which is, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we don't want to feel sad, but there's also this sense of, okay, I've got to, I'm going to feel this way until the feeling passes anyway. So I may as well invite God into this feeling to be here with me in it. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. Oh, did you have one I more do thing have you to one, say? Yes. One last thing, because just as you said that, it reminded me. Um, episode 176 of this podcast is transforming your fears into prayers. Mm-hmm. And it actually is kind of an extended, uh, there's a process that I have used with my own worries and fears and kind of chronic mm-hmm. issues like that um, of sitting with God and identifying the fear kind of praying through the branches of those fears, the different yeah. things that come out of it, looking back at the roots of what's causing mm-hmm. this fear. If mm-hmm. you want to do that with your finances, with this particular thing, that yeah. would probably be useful also if oh, you need sure. kind of a guide. So it's episode yeah. 176 called transforming yeah. your fears into prayers. Well, that reminds me of one more thing. We're All right. <laughs> this is going to be the episode that never ends. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, I am a little different than some people in that I find it really empowering to look at worst case scenarios. Um, you need to know your own brain. You My do, brain is not mine isn't wired. wired that yeah. way. <laughs> mine is not wired toward the what if to the extent that I know some brains are. My brain is more wired. So like, if everybody's got like depression and or anxiety, like for me, it's pretty much all the depression sites. So like I feel the heaviness of the worry. Mm-hmm. I don't get into the, I'm fixating on this. So for me, it's really empowering to say, you know, maybe my fear is what if, um, what if groceries become three times more expensive than what they are? What I do is I sit with my, my journal and my calculator and I say, okay, so if that happened, what would I do? And there's a sense of um, almost so like if if the devil and I don't really think it's the devil, um, but, you know, it's to personify to make it, you know, just story that fits in our head. If the devil's throwing these terrible fears at me, what would you do if your husband loses his job? What would you do if you lose your house? What would you do if you can't feed the family? I'm like, oh, okay. well, actually, I got that on paper. This is what I would do. Um, Not that it would be fun. Not that it would be easy, but for me, thinking through those things helps me because then I know life's not going to surprise me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I like to look at worst case scenarios. It's it's not like a bring it on, I'm ready. It's a, oh, you know what? I've already thought through this. And so, yeah, I do that on the road. Mind. Like if we're driving, I'm like, what yeah. happens if, you know, this person comes into right my in oncoming lane? What am I going to mm-hmm. do? I mean, it's thinking mm-hmm. through your what could yeah. you do? And then you prepare. Yeah. That's good. But again, I know not everybody's brain is going to be wired that way. So just know yourself. Know yourself. And yeah. Looking at worst case scenarios is going to get you spiraling. Don't do it. If it's going to be empowering, try it out. So, okay. Are we All right. done, done? We're ready. I think we're done, done, done. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's close with our blessing and benediction. Mm-hmm. May God bless your relationships today. May your family and friends be blessed through you. May you enjoy sweet fellowship with others and may your friendships be blessed with love, trust, and laughter in abundance. May God use others to encourage, exhort, and instruct you. And may you enjoy meaningful relationships with others who will equip you to love more fully and live more abundantly. And our benediction is from Philippians 4, 19 and 20. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.